0: Well, good afternoon. afternoon. I want to share something with you that somebody sent me. Um, I thought it was right powerful. I, I think you can see it. If I can just... Let's see if you can read that. I'll repeat it. Oh, there is nothing in this, there is nothing in this world that can trouble you more than your own thoughts. Okay, for the ta- the CD program, I'll uh, I'll just mention what what they were looking at. It was a picture of a person with like their head on fire, smoke coming out of the top of it. And it made that, that, that statement, there is nothing in this world that can trouble you more than your own thoughts. Man, how true it is. How true it is. You know, when it comes to our own thoughts, we can be our own worst enemy. We really can. How many thoughts do we think in a day? I mean, what would it be, millions of (laughs) thoughts? Sandra said too many. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, what would it be? Would it be millions of thoughts that come through your mind during a day's time? Well, probably so. And what I wanna suggest today is the concept of a filter, filtering your thoughts, all of your thoughts, every thought, as the Bible says, through a filter. Now, I have a coffee filter here. I have a 1977 GS550 Suzuki filter that I'm restoring here. Filters the air before it goes into the carburetor. And I have a nice clean brand new filter that goes in our home here for the heat pump. You know, fil- so so the concept of filtering, you know, the uh, impurities. It stops the impurities uh, from, from going through. The idea of filtering your thoughts, every thought. Now, I think it's obvious that that many of our thoughts need to be filtered. You know, if we just think about this in a general term. Well, okay, if I've got a thought, a, a lustful thought, a sexual thought, I can see how that that needs to be filtered. Uh, anger, you know, thoughts of anger. Okay, I need to filter that. I need to block that out, and it needs to go through a filter, and that, that doesn't need to come in to my my, my psychological being, my mind, or whatever, lust of the flesh. Uh, but I'm talking about the things that are not so obvious needs to be filtered. I mean, think about it. How, how does a, the not so obvious... You ever notice the sun shining in your window and you look across there and it's like all these dust particles and you think, man... This is a nasty place I'm living in here. I mean, uh, all these dust particles, you know. And and you think about, how, how does a filter get like this? Look at this. This is nasty. And it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time for a filter to get that dirty. And when it gets that dirty, you can have problems. Serious problems. Millions of little thoughts that go unquestioned. You don't even recognize them. You don't see them. You don't really think about them. They're, they're, really, they're out there, but they're not being filtered, all of these thoughts. Now, what happens if you don't have a filter? Well, in the case of a heat pump, you know, like, like this filter here, if you just take this filter out, anyone, you know, and you quit using it, there is a forget what it's called, a, a transfer in, inside the air box sort of tilts sideways. And it's got these little coils that go back and forth, back and forth, and of course the Freon runs through there and it either heats or cools your home, the Freon, whatever. But on those little coils, these are the little air fins, little tiny, just, just little fine fins that go back and forth. And if you don't have a filter, what happened, I've seen this happen before, it will clog those fins up and your unit will quit working. In fact, it'll burn it up if you don't change your filter or not. If you let that, that little air transfer, you let that thing completely clog up, your unit will quit working. Well, what happens to us without filters when it comes to our thoughts? What we're thinking about. Every thought, as the Bible says, what happens to us without filters? Well, in Genesis 6 and verse 5, it sort of answers that question. Here's a life... Here's people without filters. Genesis 6 and verse 5, And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of his thoughts, of his heart, heart, was only evil continually. And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. Powerful concept. God comes to the point, he says, I'm sorry I made man wickedness every imagination of his thoughts now it's easy to look at this and think well yeah they were involved in extreme wickedness they were killing they were raping they were murdering they were doing all these evil things but from God's perspective he looked at them as without filters in other words the unit is eventually going to shut down because they're allowing all this stuff to go through don't look at this as like well I I, yeah I've got a few evil thoughts that need to be filtered I understand that let's consider this as what the Bible says what the Bible says is that it talks about and I'll get to this later every taking every thought captive every thought that comes in through here every dust particle every thought captive has to come through this filter are you aware of this? What you allow into your mind? Are you taking captive every thought? Is it running through a filter? Every thought. In Psalms 10 and verse 4 it says the wicked through the pride of his countenance will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Okay, the... the, the the wicked through the pride of his countenance. I, I, told, I told a story last week about going to the dentist's office and looking at, it was a Rolling Stone magazine. I never have seen a Rolling Stone magazine, and first time ever. And it was all these models, and male and female models, and I, I don't know what they were selling, but the, the look on their face was very prideful, you know. <laughs> and it, it was appalling, to be honest with you. But it says, God is not in all his thoughts, You know, it's easy for us to look at and say, okay, you're the wicked. I understand that. God is not in all his thoughts. But what I'm saying is this. If your thoughts are not filtered daily, God is not in your thoughts either. If they're not being filtered daily. You are left alone. You are left to yourself without a filter. Your thoughts will destroy you until the unit shuts down. You keep allowing, and it takes time. You keep allowing this stuff to come through, come through, not being filtered, not being filtered, and eventually your unit is going to shut down. you just got too much in there. <clears throat> I'm going to give you some examples of, of some of the things that, thoughts that I've had to deal with. You know, for about five or six years, I've, I've done the program, Is That Really in the Bible? And I, to be honest with you, it got to a point where I felt like I've got to do this. You ever had something you felt like you got to do? And what was amazing, I never thought about it, why I had to do it. It's just like, I've got to do this. I've got to do this. I've got to do this. And I really believe that five years of trying to balance a full-time job, and is that really in the Bible, led to the stress and some of the health issues that I ended up with. High blood pressure, one. Uh, Heart condition, another, whatever. Left bundle, branch block. But uh, it's, you know, because I I just felt like i got to do this. I have got to. I can't stop. i got to do this. And I never really stopped and asked myself, David, why? (laughs) Why don't you take a break? Why do you have to do this? Someone said this. Once you tap into the power of the Holy Spirit and come to a place where your heart is no longer condemning you, you will see God's blessing, blessing manifest in your life. What I noticed about the five years that I did this is that my heart was always condemning me because I didn't spend enough time to do a really good job. Again, I was trying to manage full-time job. If, if I was working at my co- you know, the company that me and Ronnie are partners at, I felt like, well, I need to be working more. Is that really in the Bible? If I was working at, is that really in the Bible? I felt guilty because I needed to be working at U.S. Stone. And, and, and it just, it got to be really something I could not balance in my life. Um, I think it led to a stressful, unhappy period of my life. All because my mind was telling me, you've got to. To do this, beware of those things that your mind, and a lot of us never question it. We don't even stop for a moment and say, why? Do I, beware of those things that you feel like you have got to do. Stop for a moment and ask yourself, why do you feel like you've got to do that? I come home and Teresa was relaxing on the deck. And I thought, I'm going to relax on the deck. <laughs> for the past five years, I would have never done that. I said, no, I gotta get back to the office and do those videos. And it was it was transforming. I, I, you know, I thought, well, hey, I can relax. I don't have to do this. I don't have to, you know. What do you have to do? Be aware of that. You really want to filter everything your mind is telling you that you have to do. So it's tough for me to admit this, but. I'm going to take a sabbatical from. Is that really in the Bible? I'm going to take some months off here and, and just stop it for a moment. Cause now I do have four more programs that are going to continue to run. Let me tell you my titles here, because these will be the last four for a while. Number one, how to avoid the man whore. Uh, how to find a good woman. Three modern day Pharisees, and the last one is the 80%. But uh, I thought that would be some educational stuff right there, you know, for people that would actually help people. Especially young people. You know, how, how do I avoid some of these people? How do I find a good woman? But anyway, after the, I'm going to take a sabbatical from, from this, and and I'm trying to get to a point. You know, if God provides provides the means to keep doing it, okay, I, I'll do it. But I'm not pushing it anymore. Uh, and it feels good to trust God in this area because it, it's up to Him. And there's a huge burden off off of that. But let me tell you, it's tough to stop. I always knew it would be. (laughs) Oh, man. Psalm 64 and verse 11. The Lord knows the thoughts of man, that they are vanity. This is a good reason to filter all your thoughts. God already knows that many of our thoughts are vain. I mean, think about it. What does vain mean? Emptiness unsatisfactory. In other words, it's not going to really... At the end of the road, you're not going to be happy. God knows there are a lot of our thoughts are vain. That's Psalms 94 and verse 11. But the question is, do we know that a lot of our thoughts are vain? You're not going to know it unless you send it through that filter. Unless you stop for a moment and say, why? Why is this so important to me? Why do I feel like I have to do this? 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5. Powerful, uh, and this is a verse I wanted to get to, 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 5. Um, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. I mean, here we're talking about filtering our thoughts. Two kinds of thoughts. The ones that fit into the obedience of Christ and the ones that do not. That's the two kinds of thoughts. Take every thought captive. I mean, think about it. That's what a filter is for. You know, I mean, really, it, it's, in other words, you filter stuff. The dirty stuff, in other words, you don't belong in here. You stop here. The good stuff goes on through. That's what a filter is for. Take every thought captive does every thought mean every thought? <laughs> I mean, this is saying, take every thought, filter every thought. Does it really mean that? Every thought? How many thoughts do I have during the day? Thou- millions of thoughts. Take everyone, Run it through the filter. Run it through the filter. Now, where do we take where your thoughts take you? I want to talk a little bit about where your thoughts take us. Uh, your son is late coming home from, from, he's out, he's late coming home. Where do your thoughts take you? One time, a policeman showed up in our driveway, and I went out there, and he, I forget what he ate morning, but asked me some kind of question, and, and Teresa told me, she said, he, she said, when she first saw that cop car, her heart started beating and she started thinking, oh no, is this bad news? And then all of a sudden she said, no, I'm not going down that road. I'm not, t- no, this is nothing negative here. She corrected that. Whew, but uh, where do your thoughts take you? That twinge of pain in your body. Oh boy, I'm getting ready to kick the bucket. and i got about three days to live here. Where do your thoughts take you? You know, I mean, think about it. <laughs> jealousy. I'm just jealous. That person is more gifted than than I am or whatever. Where do your thoughts take you? Where do you allow your thoughts to take you? Now some points I want to give you. You are the only one that can take your thoughts captive and God wouldn't ask us to do something that is impossible. God's not asking us to do something impossible. So when it tells us take every thought captive I guess he means what he says filter your thoughts number two know whatever problem whatever your problem is there is a solution now it may not be the solution that you're looking for you know I when I found out I had that left bundle branch block I, I wanted that to be taken away that was not the solution the solution was to live with it um, and, and regulate your blood pressure and make sure it doesn't get out of control. And you know, But you got to, because, you know, the, the doctor told me, he said, look, if you ever go in for an EKG, they're going to they're gonna say you're having a heart attack because of that irregular heartbeat. But you learn to live with it. So I, what I want it, but, so what I'm saying is there is a solution, whatever your problem is, there is a solution that you can peacefully live with. I think Angela can say probably, Hopefully, amen to that, because you went through a whole lot with wrenching that knee. But there's a peaceful solution that you can live with. And, and the Bible promises, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation also will make a way to escape that you can bear it. And third, the faith that that God that you need to have that God cares for you if you believe that God doesn't care you will never filter any of your thoughts and you will believe if you I mean look if I think God doesn't care every thought I'm going to believe all the dirt and the garbage right here that's what I'm going to believe that's what I'm going to allow to come into my life just the, the, the dirt I'm going to cling to the dirt the garbage whatever if you believe God doesn't care but God does care. And again, what happens when we have no filters? The unit quits working. Psalms 139 verse 23. Powerful scripture. Psalms 139 verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Again, how many thoughts do we have? A million thoughts a day, I guess. And we are to filter all the thoughts, the dust particles that come into our life. We We are to filter this. And what I'm suggesting is to evaluate every thought. What is this thought? Obedience, disobedience. You can go through, no, you must stop here. That's the idea of a filter. You know, the dirt, the dirt stops here. Okay. The bad stuff stops here. The filter. When the Bible says to take every thought captive, it means what it says. I like this statement. Um, Listen closely. Talking about your thoughts, negative thoughts, positive thoughts. If you have a choice to think a negative thought, but thinking that thought will keep you from where you want to go. Okay, that's one thought. I can think that negative thought, but it's going to keep me from where I want to go. Versus, Thinking a positive thought, but thinking that thought, the positive one, will at least give you a chance to get to where you want to be. Why do we continue to take the first choice, the negative thought, and dwell on that? Why? You know it's not going to lead you where you want to go. You know with the positive thought, there's a high probability it will lead me to where I can go. But we, we, cling, we can cling to the negative. You don't have to turn there, but Finally, brethren, whatsoever things, this is Philippians 4 and verse 8, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Why do we think sometimes on the negative? And why do we fail to think on the positive? It's a strange thing, you know? Here, here's the filter. There's the dirt. And I'm thinking on the negative. And where is the fresh air that comes through, which is positive, sometimes we fail to focus on that. The good things. The, the fresh air. And yet, I'm, here I am focusing on the, the dirt. Why? Filter your thoughts. Filter your thoughts. <clears throat> I want to conclude with a scripture. Hebrews 3 and verse 10. God talks and I'm going to read this from two different uh, first translation is the King James wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their heart and they have not known my ways another translation says this so I was angry with them I said their thoughts are always wrong always wrong their thoughts They never used a filter. They were always allowing that to go down the wrong channel. They never filtered their thoughts. My mother one time gave me a book, Fresh Every Day. Fresh Every Day. I'm going to give you three simple points to leave you with three simple points. Number one, ask God to change your filter. You know, we change the filters all the time. You know We change the filter on the, you know, the car, the, all of these filters. Ask God to change your filter. Number two, ask God to know your thoughts. Search me, O oh God, and know my thoughts. And the reason you're doing this, really, I mean, okay, God, know my thoughts. Well, he already knows them. But what I'm saying is you're, you're doing this so that you can know those thoughts. So that you can evaluate those thoughts. Number three, evaluate every thought that comes into your mind. Take every thought captive. And as that little thing that I began with, those words are so true. There is nothing in this world that can trouble you more than your own thoughts.